Shakytown Radio Hour is on the air, despite all of the tribulations that we have gone through over the past few weeks. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard, and of course Gene's referring to the end times. The end times, exactly. The tribulations that were spoken about. Uh, and lo, I saw a three-headed dragon barfing Froyo on the streets of Atwater Village, and it was called Belial, or something. I don't know. That's pretty much how they wrote the Book of Revelations, I think. It was just a crazy person yapping about crap. Yeah. You know what? It was kind of like a podcast. <laughs> So, Gene, you were like hour late today coming here. I was like an hour late. Too. Well, I was not an hour late because you said how about more like ten thirty. So I was like a half hour late. All right, because you pulled you pulled the time up a little bit. That's so true. I was still at I was still an hour late from our original start time. Yeah, is, what, what happened? Um, I had a tale of domestic terror, and not domestic terror like uh, someone trying trying to plant a dirty bomb at you know the Statue of Liberty or some twenty four like thing. Um. As I was leaving the house, um, I was trying to find the, the Robert uh, Ben Grant and Tom Lennon book that uh, you lent me, um, How to Write Movies for Fun and Profit, um, with the fun crossed out. Right. Um, which is a very good book, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very informative. Yeah. If you, if you want to learn the... Uh, Screenwriting trade. Yeah, the, I was going to say the craft of screenwriting, but I think, yeah, no, you know what? I, I'll stick by the craft of screenwriting. Um, yeah. Um, the screenwriting trade, as in like rough trade, as in like <laughs> prostitution at the lowest levels. Yeah, um, it's a really interesting book. It is. A, I mean, there are actually some good writing tips in there as well. But For sure. Um, but um, uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit because it is a good book. I think we should talk about it a little bit. But um, as I was trying to find the book, which I placed in a conspicuous place so that I would not forget it, and I have forgotten it low these, like, month or so that I have had it after finishing reading it. Uh, I found it, and just as I was leaving, my mom says, hey, this thing fell off in the dishwasher. (sighs) We have a new dishwasher, so things falling off on it tends to be a, like... Yeah, you know, my, my my wife Tish will kill me because if the new dishwasher breaks, she's gonna have a fit. Yeah. So I go into the kitchen, and this weather piece of weather stripping that seals the door had fallen off. And I looked at it and I figured, okay, no big deal. I'll put it back on. It'll take a minute. So I sit down, and it has to be fit over it. the 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 inside of the dishwasher is a stainless steel tub. There's a lip. That fits into this little piece of weather stripping, you know, like a little Ziploc kind of thing. So, figured no problem. I put it in, it falls down behind the, the thing of the dishwasher. So, I fish it out. As I'm fishing it out, I realize this stainless steel lip, it's kind of sharp. Mm-hmm. You could really give yourself a nasty cut on it. I better be careful. So, I fish the lip out, put it back on, it falls off. I haven't gotten it seated quite correctly. Long story short, fast forward about 10 minutes later, me cursing with my finger stuck between the lip and the and the uh, countertop, 
trying to figure out how not to continue giving myself. I am holding this up to the microphone so everyone can see <laughs> the the bleeding, soaked, blood soaked band aid that is that is beginning to fail because it is a deep semicircular cut around yeah. the middle joint of my uh, index finger on my left hand. Um, basically I'm sitting there in this, like uh, contemplating chewing off my own finger, like some sort of animal caught in a trap right. <laughs> because I have now cut myself and how can I avoid making it going from a mild cut to a severe emergency room needing yeah. cut? Yeah. Um, so really my choices were rotate my finger, continue to rotate my finger so that I got into a position where I could pull it out and cut myself a little more or, you know, chew my own hand off and leave it there yeah. to rot. So that was my tale of domestic terror. This is why I was a half hour late because I spent 10 minutes of that half hour trying to figure out how not to injure myself so severely that I could not, would not make the show. Yeah. Because as was alluded to earlier, we've missed a couple episodes because of various acts of God and pestilence. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about that briefly. Um, for one, the, there was a big wind storm mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, and uh, yeah. several areas, including my neighborhood, got hit, and we were out uh, without power for a few days. Yeah, you were out, like, out for like three or four days, right? It was, you know what? It might have just been 48 hours. Okay, but for, yeah. For us, it was 48 it, hours. But it covered, I think that, that 48 hours covered like three days worth of time, <laughs> right? It started like early in the morning on one day, and then it went yeah. like two, yeah. And it was, uh, it happened to fall on our usual recording time. Right, right. Um, and then Gene <coughs> as you had can, the plague. I, I, as I will apologize in advance for the number of coughs that I will make in this episode. Right. Uh, count them. Maybe it can be a little game for those folks at home yeah, who are interested. If you tweet us the answer. No one. No, don't. Tweet us the answer because I'm not going to count them. <laughs> Although I think I'm up to two. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because we're kind of in, in my, at my house in, in Burbank. Uh, you're, you're in Atwater. But uh, which is over on the other kind of on the other side of the hill from me, we're sheltered by the by the you know the hills there. Yeah. So we, it was windy and it like ripped our umbrella apart, even though it was closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but like our fences were fine, nothing was really blown. There, like a couple loose limbs fell on the street, but you guys were without power. And when I went into Pasadena, which is where uh, my office is. Mm -hmm. Dude, like every single tree in Pasadena was damaged or yeah. destroyed. Like literally there were piles of trees all along the street. I was just like, oh, okay. What what a difference like five miles makes, <laughs> you know, because that's just out in the flats. At least you guys are kind of up a little bit up against the hill. Sure. But I don't know if you could tell when you were walking in that the front looks completely different now because they came and yanked a bunch of plants out and oh no i didn't notice yeah no i was too busy trying not to bleed yeah 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 so how did you survive this i was at the library <laughs> which is an adventure of its own because uh, well, you kind of look like you, you should be at the library <laughs> thanks. using internet access thanks uh, the people there, yeah, interesting people who utilize library services. I'm not yeah. talking about people who go in and grab books because I do that all the time. Yeah. But um, but when you have to use the computer, yeah. and I'm sure it was even um, it was probably tame compared to usual because there was probably a lot of people in the similar situation as me who right, needed true. to go there and check stuff. Um, I was in the middle of my procurement of employment, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but. Yeah, there's always people talking to themselves and other people snipping at those people to be quiet, and it's never fun. No, um, that is, uh, I, 
I have heard tales. Um, uh, my sister-in-law has a degree in library science. And mm-hmm. um, while she is, she works in the private sector, she knows a lot of people who work for public libraries. Yeah. And it's just... Bars. Yeah, you know when Reagan, you know when Reagan closed all the the mental hospitals down, <laughs> every all of those people, if they didn't die on the streets, they went to the library. Right. right. <laughs> so so the semi functional like insane homeless people, they hang out at the library. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it it never was like that. It didn't used to be like that. But when I grew up in Vegas, it was totally like that. I mean, Vegas was the only place, and this was this was you know before Reaganomics. Um, yeah, all the crazy people hung out in the library. Yeah. It was nuts. It smelled like pee often. Yeah. Oftentimes smelled like pee-pee. Not fun. <laughs> Unfun. Well, Urine smell, rarely fun. No. <laughs> I, I, matter of fact, I can't think of an instance where the smell of human urine indicates hilarity. Well, hilarity, maybe. Hilarity. Enjoyment, rarely. Yeah, no, never uh, enjoyment. Um... But speaking of enjoyment, everybody is hopefully enjoying their winter holidays. This is the winter holiday Except for Kwanzaa, special. which is lame. What? No, no, no. You have to respect Kwanzaa. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you I should. Don't. I do the not. Kwanzaa is... I do not. I don't respect made-up holidays. I don't respect Christmas. They're all made-up holidays. I don't, I, don't respect, I don't respect Christmas. No, no, I don't have to. But you celebrate it. Mm, I celebrate because I have a daughter. And I like giving presents to people. Right. So... But uh, no, I'm not gonna respect. I know Kwanzaa's Kwanzaa's dumb. I I don't think it's dumb. I because I'm just to, saying that because I knew you would say that. We've talked about this on the show. I think it was established in the mid '60s, um, and specifically to celebrate African American heritage and culture. So I think, but it's that not. But mm, even if it's not universally yeah, celebrated by burp, all African Americans, it's it, you know what? It, here, my my, and let's get serious here. My problem with it is it celebrates Afrocentrism, which is kind of bogus. It's almost as bogus as white power, white supremacy. It's completely different. But it's completely different. But it's almost as bogus. I think I think that making up stuff because you have a cultural void is not necessarily the way to go about things. Um, um, that's my personal opinion. Right. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's the African-American experience has been a horrible one over most of its, you know, history. Mm -hmm. Um, but just grabbing stuff here and there and slapping it together into a holiday, you know, not necessarily the way to go. Well, I think all holidays are that, and I mean, well, Christmas is especially track down. Yeah, Christmas the is especially that. But you know, it's like you know, Saturnalia is not necessarily like that. But it's it's you know, Witcher Solstice festivals aren't necessarily like that. Mm-hmm. Original Christmas is you know, is but I mean, our Christmas only dates back 150 you know, years or so. Right. You know, it used to be more of setting fire to things and <laughs> you know having sex, so and drinking and drinking. You know, the Northern European Christmas is much better than our weird, you know, amalgam of, you know, Dickens and Coca-Cola. Right, right. So. Did uh, you, did you do any Black Friday kind of stuff? No, not, not, nary a thing. Not a, not a damn thing. Um, (laughs) I hadn't planned to, but I was in San Jose and there was some shopping to be done and. I don't know if I... Yeah. Some yeah. shop opportunities. Yes, for those. exactly. 
And I felt bad because all my activist friends are, you know, like, buy nothing day, celebrate buy nothing day. I, I by did not that contributing by default. To the, yeah. Whereas I was like, I'm here. I have some shopping to do. Right. My wife and in-laws are going to be shopping. <coughs> so might as well get it done. So it, it was fine. And it wasn't too ludicrous, although I know in some parts of the country it was, including, I think, in Los Angeles, the whole pepper spray thing. Oh. I did not hear. I, I didn't. Well, I, I think that was actually, I was in the middle of or beginning to get sick. Oh, yeah. Somebody, basically, real quick, a, a Walmart customer who may have been defending themselves, maybe not in L.A., like uh, pepper sprayed some other customers who were around her. Sweet. And they're not going to press charges, uh, apparently, because there's there's lack of evidence or whatever. But to shift gears really quickly, were you uh, aware of any of the Hollywood shooter stuff that happened the other day? Nope, nothing. So this is a brand new story. This is as of... Uh, just on a last Thursday or Friday, uh, a, a guy walked down to, on Sunset and Vine, started shooting at cars and Sweet. shooting at people. Cops took him out. But there's like all this amateur footage online of it. Oh, eh, whatever. Crazy people going to do crazy crap. Yeah. I had later. to go to that part of town later that day and it was all cleared up by then. Bodies <laughs> shoot off to, the side. To of shoot some people? Yeah, of course. Were there bodies or body? Just one body. The guy didn't actually kill anybody. He just uh, got see, killed. It was a suicide by cop kind of thing. Yeah, basically. So crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm betting. I know that Sam Varela was very upset that uh, it made it inconvenient for her to get it to her bank that day. Absolutely. Oh, that's the thing is, you know, it's terrible when things like that are inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible when someone attempts to murder a bunch of people and it cramps your style. Yeah. Go go to an ATM. There's another ATM there down the street. I think. <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, I'm, I have been, you know, I have been more or less, um, <coughs> pardon me. I've been more or less, you know, out of it, out yeah. of, you know, out of the world for a while. Um, matter of fact, I'm trying to think, like I've, I've been out of the house like half a dozen times in the last two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how I was like almost bedridden, like. You were in town for Thanksgiving, right? But were you yes. sick over the holiday? Um, I'm trying to remember now because it feels like I, it feels like I've been sick for like a month and a half. Yeah, and, and it's really probably only been like ten or twelve days. Mm-hmm. But if really, it really does feel like I've been sick for like you know six months. Yeah, on some horrible you know nineteenth century tubercular kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, we were in, in town for Thanksgiving. We, we stayed in town and. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I, it's really like I've been kind of in a cave for mm-hmm. a while. And, you know, since a lot of my, I get a lot of my news, I'm so busy, I get a lot of my news when I'm driving, like off of, you know, one of the radio news stations. Sure, sure. Rush Limbaugh and things like that. Right. So, so I make sure that I consume the, the you know, correct information. Uh, no, I, I, I haven't even, that's the thing is it's like, no idea what's going on. Yeah. Not, not a clue. Nothing. Well, what about uh, the holidays? Christmas, uh, are you going to be doing anything special for it this no. year? No, I'll probably just cook some food and stare at the walls. Um, you know, I, I, we have a, the new baby is due in February. Right. Um, so I'm banking time to take my uh, paternity leave. So I'm going to have some time off to help Tish take care of the new baby. And cool. So I'm going to be working over Christmas time, except for the day and maybe a couple of days here and there. But so yeah. yeah, no, I'm, it's going to be essentially 
you know, same old, same. Plus, I, have, I just have so much work to do. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. You know, at my day job, it's... Sure. Yeah, I mean, we were going to do the big road trip this year, but it's all canceled. I'm just doing the normal thing because I will be working. Hey, hey, congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to be, uh, and it's another reason why we're doing a, a year-end kind of special for this because I, I don't know when we'll get together again. It might not be till the new year just because... Um, I'm going to be out of town actually right. for this shoot, which um, I'm not sure. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it when it's done, but it's uh, right. It's for um, Ryan Seacrest, so I can tell you that much. That's his production company. Right. So the job's going to be a pretty short one. I really hope they don't hear that. Um, yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure he's never heard short jokes. Before. Right. Right. And you didn't make it. <laughs> I mean, you tacitly approved of it. <laughs> I do not with your eyes. This message <laughs> with your eyes, despite what you say. <laughs> um, so look, that's that's really cool, though. Yeah, so. it, it'll be nice. It's nice. It's not a permanent thing. It's just a you know. What is in this one world? of these? Yeah, I was up for a permanent job though with a very prestigious <laughs> company. I even wore a suit and tie. And how'd that go? Uh, I didn't get that position. They're going to keep me in mind for some stuff for yeah, next year. They're never going <laughs> to. But it was I like I I really sold it, and it just you know as right. it is because of the nature of the uh, job market and the economy right now. Like there was somebody who just had that much more experience on their right. resume. So right. But it got me thinking. You could murder them. No. You could. What am I? Some sunset and vine guy. No, no, no. That no, no. I didn't say you could go into you know go shoot indiscriminately at cars until the cops killed you. That that doesn't get you anywhere. No, no specific target targeted murder. Ah, oh, no. murder. No. All right. If you refuse to advance your career, if you don't have the ambition to murder another human being yeah. for a job for an entry level position at, at a company, I, right? A prestigious company. I don't want a job that bad. What's this world coming to? See, uh, this is why this is why the unemployment rate is high in this country because people aren't willing to murder other people for jobs. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you murder somebody, that's one more person out of the job market. The unemployment stats go down. The economy gets better. It's bootstrapping the entire. And country. you're helping the uh, funeral industry and their numbers. Look at that. All sorts of grief-related businesses. Right. You know. It's quite a modest proposal you have there. <clears throat> I'm just saying. And then, you, well, you could eat the bodies, too. <laughs> well, you couldn't, because you're a vegan. Yeah. But you could... You if could, they give me consent could, in advance. You, that's true. You could grind them up and use them as fertilizer to uh, grow crops. Yeah. Boom. It's green. It's very green. It's toilet green. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's people, you know. Toilet green. The people who eat people are the happiest people in the world. Right. Um, I, th- I swear to God, that's an Andrew Jackson Jihad album. Probably. People uh, who eat people? Yeah. <laughs> probably. So I wanted to ask you, because mm-hmm. of uh, my experience this week, what, what's your either favorite or most horrifying job interview experience? You know, I'll be honest. I don't. Oh, well, you know what? I can, I think we did. Did we talk about this? Maybe we talked about this off We're talking about jobs. I don't know if we've talked about a job interview. That went awry. Well, not awry, but see, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I I've gotten most of my gigs in general, um, in and out of the entertainment business through people you know that I know. It's it's all about networking and it's all about nepotism. Um, 
so I'll, I haven't interviewed for a lot of jobs, like formally gone in. Here's my resume. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like there were entry level jobs where it's like, oh, you know, you can string together a coherent sentence and look like you can stand upright. Fill out this form and we'll give you a job. Or, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of if I've ever actually sat down for a job interview. And I don't think maybe once, um, I think we talked about it maybe off the air, but I did go into a, to a job interview um, and they asked me, like I had a site profile, like they, you know, I ask you what kind of, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah. Or all that stuff. And um, I, I do remember, uh, that's probably the closest I've ever had to like a full battery of interviews and, and tests, like, you know, you do math tests and spelling tests and things like that. But they asked me, if you were a color, what color would you be? And I completely vapor locked on it because I knew, <laughs> okay, they're looking for something here. If I say, or what's your favorite color? And I'm like, if I say blue, they're going to go, oh, he's depressive. <laughs> Even though I just like blue. It's not like it's, you know, a choice. Like, I, you know, got a conscious choice. Just wear a lot of it. And uh, so I, 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 like, in my mind, I took, like, a minute and a half to think about it. But it probably was, like, a couple seconds. And I just, I, I literally said, I, I think beige because I didn't, I wanted to be utterly neutral about it. I didn't want to answer their question. Mm -hmm. That's probably the closest I've ever come to having a bad interview. But I just really haven't done a lot of job interviews. Yeah. You know, in my life. I've had plenty of bad interviews. I, it's as is of evidence you, you have a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're that's chronically a good under, underemployed. Well, it wasn't that I, I've never been disappointed in my own performance in a job interview. It's more like just, interviewing with weird people in weird places and like and one place like I waited in a lobby for a half hour I went in the, the interview was like two minutes long I, I figured out later I'm pretty sure it was with um Andrew Bright, Breitbart's people mm -hmm. and if you know him at all he's like the far right wing jerk you know um I'm pretty sure it was Breitbart TV mm -hmm. um I came to realize later and I don't think I was as familiar with his uh uh deviousness at that time but whoever interviewed me kind of like made fun of my shirt that I was wearing. Like nice. as I as I show up to all production jobs interviews, like I show up in casual dress. Sure. Um, and they made fun of my shirt and kind of asked me a couple questions and then like ushered me out this back door and suddenly I'm like this stairwell. I'm like, what? Where? You know? Are like, you sure you happened? weren't on like candid camera? <laughs> Are you sure you you didn't get punked? <laughs> I might have. I had to take like this weird way back way out. Like it's just they didn't want you. They didn't even want you to be seen leaving yeah, the building. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they want to give the impression that they're just like uh, they're like killing people and uh, you know they never they never like well, it's Wonka. Yeah, nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. <laughs> Although you went in, so that blows my theory. Yeah. It was that was bad, and like then this one guy who like asked me a couple questions, and I just said, "Do you have any questions for me specifically about like this or this or that?" You know, like I I, I wanted him to ask me more so I could mm -hmm. talk more about my resume. You know, kind of like, you know, is there anything in this that you're specifically looking for that I can answer to? And he's like, "No, I've talked enough. I can read people really well. I can read their body language and like just." I was like, I would, have, I would have I would have flown him the double deuce and say, <laughs> what do you make of this <laughs> wah, wah. and it's always for like the, the stupidest companies and the stupidest jobs where like they're just taking it really too seriously like some things that basically are entry level like data entry jobs 
and they make way more big of a deal of it than they need to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's, uh, well, you know, I think it also depends on the, on the company too. Yeah. Um, the bigger the company, the more hoopy the hoops are. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even want to think about getting hired at the company I work for now. <laughs> um, you know, 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago, I walked in the door and started picking up work and mm-hmm. that's how I got hired. Yeah. You know, that never <laughs> would happen today. We have so many levels of BS to go through. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's completely insane. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet for questions. All right. That's why I will just sit here in silence. All right. I expect you to fill the dead air. Ask me about things I've been up to. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just, you know, some stuff with my life as a horse. Oh yeah. That's a great segue. That, that was almost professional. It's all a segue. (laughs) And by, by segue, I mean a useless, you know, two-wheeled scooter that, <laughs> that everybody thought was going to be awesome, but really kind of is not awesome <laughs> at all. It's used by parking enforcement and mall cops. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, how'd that go, that uh, My Life as a Horse thing? How's that going? That's going really well. Thank mm-hmm. you for asking. Unsolicited. <laughs> You're welcome. Anything I can do. Well, if you've been uh, reading... The blog or uh, any of our tweets on the Shaky Town accounts there. Um, My yeah. Life as a Horse is doing pretty well coming out on the gate. Pun intended. Um, wow. Had an appearance on Comedy Bang Bang recently. Yeah. Which Ben Schwartz of Parks and Recreation talked through the best part of the song at the end. So So if you're going to get talked over, Ben Schwartz. Not a, not a better person to get talked to. <laughs> like, well, I actually think of a few better people. Yeah. Oprah. I don't know. Oprah? Oh, man, really? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Probably Oprah. But Definitely. if Oprah's talking over you, unless she's saying, like, everyone needs to listen to this. Yeah. You know. It's the, in the, the cheers of her crowd. Uh, and you get a new My Life as a Horse. And you get a new My Life as a Horse. <laughs> and you get a new My Life as a Horse. So yeah, you so you did the plugs, uh, the plug, 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 plugs, 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 plugs theme. Yeah, theme. And I want to thank Mr. Ackerman and Ms. Intern Caroline and Mr. Jeff Ulrich. That's for, Scott Ackerman, right? Yeah, for for including me in their show. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. Thank you. Also, we'll be in an upcoming "Everything Is Terrible" project. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our our friend Ghoul School. Yeah. Um, the uh, he talked on this show about the all dog remake of the Holy Mountain and. Uh, have done a song inspired by that. So that'll be on there. And then um, I was also asked to contribute to an upcoming Muppets uh, cover songs compilation. Right. So um, me, and it's not just me. My life as a horse, uh, I mean, it's kind of a revolving group of musicians, uh, including John Garza from uh, I Rather Die, the uh, San Antonio punk band, mm-hmm. um, and some other folks who might be contributing. But yeah, we'll be doing a, a Grover song. A Grover classic for uh, for that compilation. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. Muppets are in the zeitgeist. Yeah. With that, sh- with that shitty Muppet movie that's out. What? It was awesome. Did you awesome not enjoy it? shitty, no. Well, you know what it is? It's, it was okay. And we saw it. Actually, it was um, we took Matilda. That was the first motion picture we took Matilda to see. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? It, it it was a Muppet movie. I mean, it was okay. It was, it was fine. Um See, I don't have that great of a memory of previous Muppet movies. I'm sure I watched them as a kid. It's not the Muppet movie, per se. It's right. just that the Muppet, the, you know, growing up with with 
Jim Henson doing Kermit's voice, mm -hmm. it's never going to sound right to me. And yeah. I just have to make my peace with it. It's just always going to be slightly off to my ear. Sure. Um, so it's like, you know, it's not really Muppets. It's faux. It's Fuppets. It's faux Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> it's tiny Fuppets. Um, you know, it's just not right. It's it's not quite. There's, there's just something wrong about it. Um I don't know. I mean, it was an okay movie, though. As a, as a yeah. movie, if I divorced myself from the fact that, you know, I figured that every time Kermit opened his mouth, he's like mouth raping Jim Henson's corpse. I, you know, once I got that's past that's it, pretty extreme. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'll agree to disagree, but no, it <laughs> it it was just one of those things where you know, I was very aware of it as I was watching the film, um, you know. That this these are not the Muppets. I mean, they're they're they are little you know felt people that say mm -hmm. things. But well, I feel like with any comic book or cartoon series or even puppets, you know, I mean, the long lasting franchises are are years removed from their creators, um, and, and you know, a lot of them are I've already passed on. Like the people who created Superman, the people who created Mickey Mouse. I think it's different. Bugs Bunny. I, I think it's different because there's a there is a vocal component that that. Comic books are art, and they reinvent themselves. Um, and you know, Superman. I'm not bothered if I, I'm not a Superman fan, but I'm not bothered if Superman is drawn differently, you know, from one comic book to the next because mm -hmm. he's still generally a, you know, tall, well-built dude with black hair and possibly a spit curl. You know, it's like this is the thing. This is the you know. But, um, and I, I think that. You know, there, there's, there's a difference, but the Muppets are very much a creation of Jim Henson and his voice and Frank Oz and all those guys. And a lot of them have, you know, Jim Henson passed away and a lot of them just aren't doing the voices anymore. Yeah. They have other things, better things that they're doing. Um, so the voices are just slightly off and it's always going to bug me because they're presented as, as, as a real people with a real backstory and a real history. And this movie just reinforces that, you know, that... All that stuff that happened in the 70s and 80s actually happened. You know, that's the real Muppets. And, yeah. you know, here's they're doing a comeback. Maybe Kermit's really old and that's why he sounds fucked up. Not right <laughs> in my ears. But, you know, it's like they also haven't aged. I mean, Miss Piggy would be about 150 in 10 years. <laughs> so, um, you know, but no, I, I, I guess let me let me just backpedal and say the movie was OK. I liked the movie as a movie and I certainly didn't feel like we got gypped, you know, or that Matilda's first movie experience was horrible. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, the Muppets have always had a broad appeal from kids to adults and I didn't like it as much as I liked the older Muppet stuff. Yeah. So, and the echoes of that older Muppet stuff in this franchise reestablishment, cause it really wasn't a reboot. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see the wisdom of a reboot in a lot of ways, um, you know, but like I tweeted, I think underlying the underlying story about the Muppets is a uh, is a man coming to terms with his homosexuality <laughs> with the help of theater people. <laughs> well, you know, Muppet equals gay. OK. In, in this context. All right. <laughs> with the help of theater people. Right. Which is how a lot of people come to terms with their homosexuality. Yeah, absolutely. If you listen to a. Uh... If you listen to Tina Fey, or, well, I listened to Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. I didn't read it. I did both. Yeah. She didn't come just to that terms big of her gay. She helped others come to terms yes, with her Yes, absolutely. Day, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
So yeah, so that's uh, <clears throat> we've ignored uh, your your take on the Muppets. Oh, I liked it, but I don't have a really informed place to talk from it. My my Muppet, uh, like it's a, my Muppet enjoyment is is Muppet Babies from way back. Like I grew up more with that cartoon than I did with like the show or any of the movies. I mean, I movies certainly came out. They I was either too young or. Right. Like the wrong age, like a teenager, to to be you were interested like, in eh, Muppets. Mm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I did a, I did a Paula Tompkins. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which, I, did you see a Tompkins on um, Conan? This, let's let's talk about let's talk about Paula Tompkins as we do every show. Okay, go ahead. Let's not do that. Okay, let's not. <clears throat> um, yeah, I I uh, it just yeah. What didn't hit my generation, or maybe it did, just not me. But I liked this. I'd be interested in seeing the the old Muppet show and watching some. It's of the good. Movies. Yeah, it's good. You know, so it's gonna be weird because you're gonna think the voices are all. <laughs> and Jason Siegel's looking a little bloated, as my wife said. <laughs> sure. No, I just... blame, blame it on her. So oh, we I, can still I have him as a I don't guest. Really care. I don't care. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. He's a, he's just a tall, big dude. It's a big strapping lad. Yeah, he is. We actually, uh, Megan and I, last night, we were driving to, uh, or we had yogurt for dinner. We had uh, to, to celebrate Oh, yep. So, something. Yo, Yodin. <laughs> it was, uh, there's this place, Milky's, on Pico and Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, and they have vegan and parv, which is, I don't know. And then they have normal, like, C- milk C- yogurt. Kosher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they use the word parv. Right. I don't know the difference between parv and kosher. Same thing. Okay. Just think of it the same thing. Really good stuff. So, like, every blue moon will go, and that'll be, like, our, our dinner. Um, it's really good. And on the way, we're talking about Fre- Freaks and Geeks came up for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or I think Jason Siegel came up, because we were talking about the Muppets movie. Right. You were in Fred Siegel on Naros. And... <laughs> Dodging some shooters in Hollywood. Uh, no, it wasn't that far west. Uh, or, wait, Melrose goes east-west. Yes? yes? It wasn't that far south. Anyway, uh, and we were just like, well, how old are the Freaks and Geeks people? So we were looking up, you know, and it's like, oh, that person's older than I thought. That person's younger than I thought. Um, well, I think isn't, like, well, John John Francis Daly was, like, the youngest person on that show. And he definitely had the biggest growth spurt of anybody yes, he did. after that he's show. Now, he's now 4,000 feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't stopped growing. Yeah. He has acromeglia. Pretty soon he'll be in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I'll have to bury him in a piano case because <laughs> he'll also be the fattest man in the world. <laughs> it's stupid that he doesn't have a twin brother who he can ride bikes with and wear uh, cowboy hats. Yeah, boy, you know, the as obese as America is, there's got to be some fat motorcycle riding twins around. Yeah. Actually, I, I've seen on uh, <laughs> last Christmas or the Christmas, couple Christmases before when we were in Phoenix, uh-huh. or actually we were in Gilbert, the East Valley. I, I, I think we saw some motorcycle riding Santas. Yeah. But that's not real fat. That's oh, a fat suit. Maybe fat. Could be. Yeah. But I mean, really, like, grossly obese Santa. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does eat a lot of cookies. Well, yeah. I think that's the only time he gets to eat. They keep him chained up the rest of the day. <laughs> he's just like, he's like a bear that hibernates. And I think he actually is. He's fat. a shaved polar bear. Okay. That's that makes so much sense. <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it make all the sense in the world now? Why kids are afraid to sit on his lap at balls? <laughs> He's a barely contained, slightly sedated, shaved <laughs> polar bear. Claws, Santa's Santa claws. claws. Boom! I think we figured this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I blame, dude, I, you know the conspiracy runs deep? That's what Coca-Cola, what have they promoted? Santa Claus, mm-hmm. polar bears, boom. Yeah. yeah. And singing, I think. Mm-hmm. As always, our uh, we drink uh, Coca-Cola products on the show. <laughs> We're not, there are no Coca-Cola products on this counter. Let's see. We have, we have a robot made of Canada Dry. A, a caffeine-free diet, Pepsi, and a caffeine-free... Oh, here, oh, right. the Shaky Town Radio Hour is brought to you by Crisp Clean Caffeine-Free no. Diet Dr. It's Peppers. actually not. They don't pay us any money. Listen to that delicious, delicious sound. I'm going to have a sip right now. Uh. No. No one wants to sponsor us. We're like, we're like the Island of Misfit podcast. <laughs> Dude, okay, there, there, there's, our, there's our big podcasting uh, idea. There's our big podcasting network no because i've heard i've heard the other misfit podcasts and who wants to listen to charlie in the podcast (laughs) there's a reason they're misfit podcasts um speaking of podcasts we were on jackie cation's the dork forest a couple months back and i have this book uh when we were on the show uh she talked about this book bob calhoun's beer blood and corn the shaky town radio hour was brought to you by beer blood and cornmeal or Seven Years of Incredibly Strange Wrestling by Bob Calhoun. I'm going to open it now and enjoy it. Yeah. Bob, Bob dropped me. A, he might have dropped you a line, too. He definitely dropped me a line after. No, he didn't talk to me about okay. it. Okay. I didn't tweet about it. <laughs> he dropped me a line after uh, that appearance, and uh, we've we've uh, we've chattered back do we need to give this? Do we need to give this back to Jackie? It's yeah, we do, but I thought oh. you might want to read I'll it read first. It. Yeah, yeah. As, as I realized, it actually has a personalized autograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either we need to give this back to Jackie, or she just totally just shit on this gift from Bob. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, knowing Jackie, I'm gonna say she wants this back. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I read the book. Far, I read... far be it for me to cast aspersions <laughs> on her at all. You can edit all that out. Please, please don't. <laughs> um, I read the book, and I, I've read uh, since uh, he blogs regularly on Salon.com, mm-hmm. and uh, hope to. He's in the Bay Area, so it'll be a little more difficult to book him for. Our show, but I hope to have him on some point to talk about his years as a wrestler and um, promoter. Right, it's fun. I really, I really like that book. So if you're looking, no, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, because I mean, the book is about that and kind of just the Bay Area punk scene of of that era. Mm -hmm. A little bit different than the one that Megan um, and Triple Nipple were a part of. Mm That that was kind of a different scene. Right, Um, but. And, and probably a different scene than there's a, another book, uh, Give Me Something Better, which I know the author was interviewed on one of the early WTF with Mark Maron. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of just about the rise of the, the Bay Area punk scene. Right. But, you know, that's an interest of mine on this show and that we've talked about. So check it out. Check out the book. Beer, Blood, and Cornmeal. And then you read uh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we talked about a little bit at the top. Of the yeah. Year. So what was the most surprising thing you learned from this book? This is the the, the book club part of the show. Um, I don't know if I learned anything that it was particularly surprising. I think that's the part you marked for me. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I think I don't think I learned anything surprising per se. Um, I was amused that by the end of the book, I could really tell which parts were written by. Tom Lennon and um, which by uh, Robert Ben Garant. Yeah, um, I could really hear their voice. Yeah, in, in the part different parts. Yeah, um, I would be surprised if I was wrong. About which parts were written by whom? Yeah, um, I couldn't. I can't cite you any examples, so please don't ask because it's been a while since I actually read the book. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing particularly surprising. I mean, it's. 
I, I think it's written very tongue in cheek, um, but like all good humor, there is a big grain of truth. And I think there's a very large grain of truth in how to write for um, the Hollywood establishment and make money at it. Because mm-hmm. it is basically, I mean, we're talking about the Muppets and how it's an okay movie. Um, movies are, you know, primarily entertainment. And while we've talked around this topic, I think, in a lot of different shows, but, you know, there's a place for, you know, I will say shitty lowbrow entertainment, because, but, but that's pejorative. For the most part, the people standing in line to go see Paul Blart Mall Cop are wanting to go see Belly Laughs with the King of Queens, you know, and that's fine. And that movie is going to make, you know, it's going to cost 18 million to make and it's going to make $45 million. Mm-hmm. And that's the money equation that Hollywood runs on. It's a sure. business. And they know that a Adam Sandler movie, as fucking awful as it's going to be, is going to cost X and make Y. Um, unless it's so awful that... Why you know, indeed, Gene? Why? Exactly. Um, but that's, you know, you know, oops, sorry. The artistic merit is not being discussed. It's the fact that, that there is a business of making movies. And they talk about the business of making movies. And they do it in a humorous way. But I think, I think that's pretty accurate. It's a way that's very accurate, you know, to say... Yeah. You write. If you want to be a professional writer, you write. Here's how we write, you know, as a team. But you, it's a job. You get up in the morning and you write your five, six hours and of you know of whatever. You get gigs writing, and they will tell you you need to have X number of pages done in three months. Here's some money for it. You write that stuff. You give it to them, and then they either take it away and make a shitty movie out of it. Or they hire somebody else to make it shittier, and then they come back later and hire you to make it better, you know. And, and I mean, all the stuff that movies go through. So I think, I think, as a description of the process of filmmaking in Hollywood today, um, typical studio filmmaking, it's it's invaluable. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it really does go through all the things that they go through at, from a writer's perspective. Yeah, you know, and and it, it was really a fascinating read and funny. It's a funny read too. So Gene and I both recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um, beer, blood, and cornmeal, and I do not recommend it sight unseen. You will, you'll love it. I might like it. And uh, this one, make sure to get the title right: "Writing Movies for Profit" by Robert Ben Grant. Well, writing movies for fun and profit with fun and crossed out. I have no idea how yeah. to describe that. I don't know <laughs> if it's billed as writing movies for profit. I don't know how they do that. If we, we could look it up on on the Amazon.com, go for it. Oh yeah, and that's what something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been reading, uh, well, just, I, I love the Kindle, and I've been looking for, for books on that and reading mm-hmm. samples and stuff. But actually, this wasn't a Kindle book. This was actually at the library during the power outage uh, crisis. I, while I was there, I went ahead and picked up some books. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the author or the name of the book. But I picked up this book off the new book's shelf. Looked interesting. Major publisher, pretty respected author. I hadn't previously heard of him, but... I mean, I, I see on the book, you know, his right. credits as far as who he is. So we'll say he's a journalist. Right. The book had so many, like, talking about when Obama was elected in 2010. What? Talking about um, the assassination of JKF. How can books that are put out by such a major publisher and put out by a 
you know, a, a journalist who's not. Well, is this a nonfiction means, book? Yes. Okay. Who, who's, I'm like, or was it set in some weird alternate history? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> this is just the type. I'm really bothered me. And part of it is because uh, part of my job in the past has been, you know, taking care of transcripts and making sure, sure. they're, uh, and, you know, even in my own articles that I. Doing some basic editing? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does, how does that stuff slip through the cracks? Now, like, I've read some stuff. Like on like Kindle singles or whatever, you know, right. like it's a little more understandable because some of the Kindle singles are put out by like independent publishers, and right. I can see some, like a you know a, someone they might they might not have a staff that, that yeah that. I'm more forgiving of that, and and that can be corrected because it's on a Kindle you know file that I'm sure somebody can tweak at some point and fix. Right. You know, I, I I don't see anything horrible. Right. Like this is a, a imprint book in my hand from a right. major publisher from a supposedly you know respected journalist and right. it's maybe he put those you know or she I don't know is was it a girl a girl <laughs> journalist a lady journalist um, maybe maybe the the author put those in there to see if the editors would catch it. <laughs> what a weird game to play. I've I've hidden ten <laughs> mistakes in my book. See if you can find them. Um. Yeah, you should be mad about that. Be mad about that. <laughs> yeah, you should be mad about that. No, I was, I was, I was, I opened up Gmail to see if there were any questions, and I was confused because uh, I the tweet, the tweet that I sent out about uh, asking for questions was uh, had my name in it. I was like, Wait, oh, did I, you get some responses? Uh, no, I'm looking right now. I was busy being confused. Oh, right. Well, let's do this. Right. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're going to. Um, See Fight each other questions, with and we're gonna talk about uh, the. Uh, well, is there anything else going on, Gene? Yeah, probably. <laughs> with you, no. Well, then we'll talk about the the 2011 uh, Shaky Town Radio guests. We'll have a quick look. We'll at back. least mention all of their names. Yes, a retrospective that at least name drops. We'll be right back. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Hey, everybody. This is Eli Braden, everybody's favorite whiny guy. You're listening to Shakytown Radio. Mwah. Hey everybody, um, we've recently started accepting donations. If you like our show, you can go to shakytownradio.com slash donate. Or you can go to the Shakytown Radio page and click the donate button. Either way, it's an easy way to give us a couple bucks. Um, anything helps, and even if you don't donate money, uh, you can certainly leave us a review on iTunes uh, and tell your friends on Twitter or Facebook or Google Circle Plus or whatever they're calling it. But uh, we'd appreciate anything you could give us. It helps us defray our costs. And uh, bring you the. I'm not going to be able to say with a straight face the quality programming that we give you every year. Um, But thank you very much for your donations that uh, have come before, and uh, we look forward to giving you more uh, Shaky Town Radio. The song at the beginning of the episode was Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight by the Ramones. And the song during the break uh, is Christmas Kids by the Phoenix band Roar. Um, off their album. Mm, I oh boy, that would be a hard one to ask for at the record store. <laughs> Do you have? I can't handle change. That's the name of the album. Oh, I just thought you were making a general statement <laughs> about your inflexibility. 
No, I thrive on chaos. Are you kidding me? Right. Uh, so yeah, so check out the Ramones, obviously, obviously, uh, and yeah, Roar. I can't handle change. It's a good record, and we've used uh, their music before on the show. But you know what else we've done on the show before, Gene? We've had guests. We have show. had guests. We had quite a year. We had quite a 2011. We did. Let's One might even say that you gave, sent me a list of all the people that we've had on the show <laughs> for this 2011 season of Shaky Town. Although, I don't know, are we breaking it up into seasons? It just yeah. seems like. We'll just say the calendar year. Right. Um, we, we started with Jimmy Dore. We did. We've talked about uh, that experience. It was fun, how I, I really like Jimmy Dore and uh, his podcasts and his <laughs> stand-up work and live right. shows. And it was uh, I was a little... Uh, I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but it's kind of like, oh wow, Jimmy Dore is coming over. So yeah. that was fun. Right. I always, I always, uh, um, I'm always surprised at the, uh, you know, when we when we have guests that I really like, respect and admire, which is uh, pretty much everybody we've had on the show, sure. with, with very few exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I have almost no exceptions. I, I think I think there are some people that I'm less familiar with their work. Yeah. Um, but I, I've enjoyed every single guest we've had on the show. Um, but uh, I'm always like, they want to come do this show? Wah, wah. You know, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's just me. Because deep down inside, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Also a good show was uh, Jackie Cation. We not only were on her show this year, but... Um... She was on ours. Right. And I seriously could. Crisscross. <laughs> I could. We did murders for each other, too. <laughs> like in that Hitchcock film. <laughs> like I could listen to. Wait, this has been a murder heavy episode. Because <laughs> he, you? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'm, I'll take the blame for that's that. And then I'll murder you. In the holiday season. That's yeah. the kind of spirit you have. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I've been playing a lot of video games <laughs> that are violent. I've been murdering people pretty much okay. for fun. Okay. See, I've just been playing the Harry Potter Lego game, so that's just Ugh. casting spells and stuff. Ugh, I, I asked for that for my birthday. I, was really I, glad I, to get that, I do not doubt it. <laughs> I uh, I just I made a, I made a, a disgusting noise, like I just scraped something off my shoe about <laughs> Harry, the Harry Potter Lego game. I would love Harry Potter if 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 I had been born fifteen years <laughs> or, or later. Yeah. I would love Harry Potter, or if I would bo- been born fifteen years earlier and been a fat old woman. Jesus. Um, I'm just saying that's the demographic. All right, all right. Um, People younger than me and old people with no lives. Okay. And cats, lots of cats. Okay. Some of those things apply to me and my family here. Um, You're not old and you you have... We have cats. You don't have an insane amount of cats. When I think of your household, I don't think, fuck, I have to go over to Brody's house (laughs) that is crawling with cats. No, you think of the dog that you I think of that dog hates me for (laughs) I have no idea why. Yeah, actually today Megan was like, so, uh, Henny, Jean's coming over. You ready to bark? (laughs) I don't care about the barking. It's the actual biting. Yeah. Only Um, one. You're the only one. I know. I have no idea. (laughs) I, I love dogs and they love me. I have no idea yeah. what insane thing. So that's one of our goals for 2012 to bridge that gap. To to have the dog bite me more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can. I just want to say I can. Whether it's my old appearance on Jackie's show or did our you talk about wrestling on that show? We we did actually, but uh, <laughs> but or anyway. So that appearance, our appearance on Dork Forest, like it's just fun when 
me and Jackie or Gene and Jackie and I get together and chat about yeah. dorky stuff. So. Well, but you know, I mean, that's really the the raison d'etre of our show mm-hmm. is talking to people we find interesting about about ostensibly we talk about making it and 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 you know the DIY ethic, which is I think a big part a part and parcel of how we think about things. But yeah. really, what it comes down to is talking to people we find interesting about mm-hmm. the things that we are interested in. So, you know. Jackie is a person of broad interests and, um, you know, not to mention funny and, and one of the early podcasters for sure. Absolutely. One of the early podcasters. Oh. And that's fascinating to us. So yeah, she's a great gal. Um, also a great person. Buy, buy her, buy, buy her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Buy her stuff, buy her CDs and buy her, uh, her t-shirts, which are fantastic. By the and, way. uh, I think she has an iPhone, maybe an Android app as well. Oh, sweet. Podcast, I, I so. haven't looked at the, yeah, I, I, yeah probably. Who yeah. doesn't? We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, James Domain was a guest Tal- and one of talented, our funny guy. most fun and innovative episodes. Yes, ever. absolutely. And uh, but by the way, I just downloaded a uh, update for our iPod, uh, our iPad, and iPod based podcast thing, which hopefully will fix the problems that we've been having. <laughs> James Domain's podcast, uh, probably the only thing I've done on the iPad that worked exactly as we expected it. Because if we'd have lost that one, I would have shot myself. <laughs> I would have committed suicide because right. he's a great guy and. And he deserves a lot. Yeah, of it was one of his uh, last. I'll, I will take credit for it, even if it's uh, untrue. I, I will say it, it was one of his last podcasts before he moved to the East Coast. I, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think it's certainly one of the last ones. He may have done a comedy death bang. Before, <laughs> comedy I, bang ray. Bang ray. Um, who has featured such stars as My Life Is a Horse? I heard about that. <laughs> you didn't make it on the more prestigious comedy uh, comedy death ray. But you did make it on the lesser. (laughs) (laughs) With Kevin Nealon, Mr. Subliminal. I love Kevin Nealon's real funny. We should try and get him on the show. Yeah, we should. Let's do that. And um, also, and her name is escaping me, but uh, she did the Jennifer Tilly character on that episode. Uh, If you look at the tweets, we have a link to her. Or if you look at My Life as a Horse, we have a tweet to her reel, and she's really good. Mm -hmm. And we'll get her on the show. Uh, Roger Nygaard, who... Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get her on the show, you not remembering her name. Amy Phillips. Thank you very much. Was great. Um, Boo. Amy Phillips does a great Sarah Silverman. Her reel opens with that. You should check it out. I think I've seen her do that. Cool. I think I have seen her do that. Cool. I'm about 900% sure I've seen her do that. Anyway, sorry. Pray, we did pray, a, pray continue, Brody. We, we did a two-parter with Roger Nygaard. We did. That was that good. That helped me help steer me towards atheism. That helped slough off the metaphysical bullshit that you'd, been, <laughs> you, you, you'd had crammed in your ears, like injections of flavoring into over-the-counter poultry products. <laughs> Don't know where I was going with that. I totally lost track of what you were. Yeah, doing. me too, pretty much. But I'll, and I'll, I'm, I'm mad enough to admit <laughs> that. Uh, and Roger didn't proselytize that was a rare occurrence of me saying a word correctly um, he stumbled over it a little bit uh, but he, you got it out alright I will give you credit he he just Have asked it. a series of questions and the answers led me to somewhere yeah my this is this is my if anybody wants my pocket how to become an atheist thing this is my question are you stupid are you just, are you just stupid <laughs> the questions were less judgmental I than know. that um, I, am I really judging? I'm just saying, are you stupid? I'm asking a question. Are you stupid? <laughs> Stupid's a bit of a loaded word, yes. <laughs> okay, pejorative. Kellen <laughs> uh, Kilgariff, another... Uh, <laughs> that's Karen, her name? Or Karen Kilgariff. That's what I said, you Kilgariff. Said Karen, I said Karen Kilgariff. And uh, she, this, <laughs> we were another one of the last podcasts she did before 
She moved. She's in Chicago now. Is she? For a show. Rosie O'Donnell's new show. She's oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um... It still kills me every time. It still kills me every time I, um, like a, an episode of Mr. Show gets picked up by mm-hmm. TiVo and I watch it and I'm like, ha, she's been in my my dining room. <laughs> I, I I am disappointed that she's not still around LA playing shows, but uh, yeah. we're always happy to see people get work. Oh yeah, yeah no. So and hopefully she's having a fun time in Chicago. Yeah. The Windy City. Yeah. Oh, it's great this time of year. By the way, everyone should go to <laughs> Chicago this time of year. Yeah. Boo. Troy Conrad was on the program. Uh, he's doing very well with the set list. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he took that to Scotland. Is that correct? I, yeah, I, the Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. Fringe Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's still doing great things, I believe, with the David Feldman comedy podcast and radio show. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. I'm way behind on it because, right. man, they're prolific. They're really good. Uh, Aaron Williams, who, a musician who... Uh, mm-hmm. I, Two ends in her name? Yes. Uh, we met at Tom Neely's Christmas party. You want to come with me to Tom Neely's Christmas party this year? What, when, when is it? Oh, let's, by all means, let's discuss my schedule on this, on this podcast. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Please. Um, but yeah, Aaron Williams. Uh, Chocolate, chocolatier. Chocolatier, musician, actress. She's in The, um, the Future, which is that uh, Miranda July movie. I got to see Sweet. a little bit of uh, her performance yeah. in that. So. Good on her. Yeah, she was a lot of fun, and Beth Grant. Beth Grant, yeah, what an amazing actress. She's I, I I she's another one. She's another one that I was I was actually looking for something on our on in the back issues of our blog posts, and I ran across that. That's another person where I'm like, I have no idea what she came on our Podunk show because <laughs> she's awesome. She's really really good. Yeah, she's, yeah. So yeah, what's she doing? She doing stuff. She's uh, as far at last I heard, she's working on just that movie uh, adaptation of her play. Right. Or not her place, but the place the she's place in. She's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Um, and Lindsay Doolin, who's continuing to have success as far mm-hmm. as her acting career, uh, appearing in things here and there, and is obsessed with Full House right now. If you follow her on Twitter, she talks about the uh, yeah Full House a lot. <laughs> well, well, I hope she gets better soon. <laughs> um, Andy Wood. Yep, Andy T. Wood. He's uh was he doing the was he running Comedy Palace before? I don't know if that came about after his appearance on our show. I think it came out after. Yeah, I did see. I like to see. I like to think we bootstrapped him into that job. I did see his housemate Jesse Case on the episode of Parenthood. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I didn't didn't haven't watched that show. So Jesse Case, we met when we were over there at the mm-hmm. the Boogie Nights house. <laughs> yeah, it is rather porny. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was on Parenthood, uh, spoiler alert, being interviewed for a position in the record, uh, pro- or the, uh, production studio, recording studio uh-huh. that Crosby and Adam are. Yeah, now. you're losing me, man. <laughs> parenthood talk, boom. It's, welcome to, okay, welcome back to the Parenthood discussion hour. No, I have no idea. I haven't watched any of that show. So, your spoilers are lost. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I'm going to start watching it, I'm going to have to come and beat you up because of that spoiler. Is that a huge spoiler? Is that like a big deal? There is quite a number of episodes where there's some tension whether or not Adam's going to collaborate with Crosby on opening the recording studio. I promise it's more compelling than I'm making it sound. Yeah, you can't hear me shaking my head on the (laughs) the mic, but I'm shaking my head It's Jason Kadams, the Friday Night Lights guy. He knows what he's doing when he's telling a story. 
I promise. I, I haven't watched Friday Night Lights <laughs> either. I'm going to have to take your word for that. <laughs> well, I haven't watched Friday Night Lights either, but everybody I know has. Um, that's a, one of Look, those... Look, if everyone you knew watched someone jump off a bridge, would you watch that too? <laughs> yeah, probably. If it was on Netflix streaming. It's on you, you, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll let you talk about our, our guest that came after that. James Urbaniak? Yeah. Because uh, I have nothing to say about him. Yeah, I have nothing nothing good to say. And your mom will talk <laughs> to you right. Everything great to say. Um, what can you say? No, James Urbaniak. I can say another, he's a very savvy uh, garage sale shopper. He is. <laughs> um, no, I mean, he works all the time. He's the hardest working man in rock and roll. I mean, he's really just... Yeah. I, I, I see him cropping up in tons of things. Prolific tweeter. Uh, witty fellow. Um, Loved him in drones when I which I finally got to see. Yes, I saw. Yeah, that's actually I was thinking about that. Um, no, he's good in everything. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, unlike the people, unlike the actors that everyone says are good in everything that really aren't good in everything, <laughs> he is actually a very a very talented man, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. Um, and, and not in an insincere way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 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 I have to kind of ping him and see what's going on with him because he's just got so many irons in the fire all sure. the time. Sure, I think Venture Brothers will be coming out this yeah, year, I, I, year I, new I season. So. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Love him to death. Love him to pieces. Yeah. Another person we love to death and love to pieces is Brandy Posey. But actual pieces, in keeping with the murder theme. <laughs> no, I would not murder her. No, we, we don't. I would be, murder for her. Yeah, we don't want to be too. I'd murder on her behalf. We don't want to be two additional guys saying creepy things to her. No, 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 her. no. In a non-sexual way. As I just br- think she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably I would probably do a murder for most of our guests. Brandy has came on the show and talked about <laughs> the creepiness of open mics and karaoke nights yeah. that she's hosted and uh, dealt with as a promoter and comedian. It doesn't help. It doesn't help that she's all va 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 She's hell of a gal. She's a hell of a gal. Um, and yeah, we hope to see her in the new year as well. Who you'll I hope to see everybody. In the I year. should say here in the new year. I hope to see everybody. I hope sure. I'm not go. I don't go blind. Yeah. Maybe if I go to this Tom Neely Christmas party, he's gonna have like a moonshine, and I'm gonna go blind. <laughs> <clears throat> Bob Schreiner. TV's Bob Schreiner. An official contributor. Yes. To yeah. The we, Shaky Town Radio. We, we need, we'll talk about that. He's yeah. Yeah. He's joined us for a couple of things. He's 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 somewhat of the third chair. To use Pardo terms, mm, yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to break out of that. I think we we need to be break out of the mold. He's um, what? He's the assistant manager <laughs> of Shaky Town Radio. That he would himself we're call co-hosts. and convince to drop a <clears throat> phone into the deep fryer. <laughs> yes, yes, we're we're yeah. He's the assistant manager. I think he's the, he's the key carrier, as they would call in the grocery business. He's the cons- <clears throat> uh, the the conciliere. Oh yeah, he's like Silvio Dante. Yeah, right. I was thinking more um, the 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 Bob Duvall character. Oh, from uh, Godfather. I can call him Bob Duvall. You know. Oh, because I because w- I went and sat through uh, two and a half hours of the Apostle in theaters. So. I get to call him Bob Duvall. No, it was like I don't think Robert Duvall sat through that movie. It was actually good. No, it, I know it, it was introduced good. the world to um, Shane Vendrell, <laughs> Walton Goggins. I was going to say I don't think <laughs> he played the same character. Well, he's going a, for that. He's going for the uh, the Richard Belzer's, uh, you know, that's, record. That's the funny thing about Walton Goggins. Uh, Walton like, Goggins loves his Cloggins. He he does. Like you see him in that movie, and they're like, like this is like a deliverance situation where they cast like a real yokel. And then you see him like on the shield, or you see him for a little bit in House of Thousand Corpses, and uh, or you see him on this or that or the other. It's like, um, and you think the same thing. They got a real yokel. Yeah, no, he's got he's got. A <laughs> no, real he's good. Range. He's, he's good. No, no, 
He's a, he's another great actor. I want to see him like some Shakespearean thing. I would love to see as that. Shane Vendrell. <laughs> uh, yeah but talking more about people who've actually been on the show right. um ghoul school mm-hmm. and uh and that cameo by by suki rose from cine family right um yeah they, it was just really fun having them on and talking about yeah. and it just it, they always it, have good stuff going on too they do and it, i was really uh excited to be clued more in to that mm-hmm. now so i definitely keep track of that stuff and it was because of that uh appearance that uh i was given the opportunity to appear on the doggy woggy poochie woochies <laughs> uh thing that's coming out <laughs> <laughs> that's a working title right yeah they haven't settled on that <laughs> megan and i have definitely resolved to uh to call it doggy woggy poochie no. <laughs> to do like cine family stuff next year you know yeah, see if we can should. grab ourselves that's a some good them, uh, a lot of people a lot membership of people, passes a lot of people want to volunteer to help the homeless a lot of people want to lose weight you're just gonna go to cine family good yeah. good new year's resolution yeah You'll probably keep that one i i watched there in in uh bed being sick uh-huh. at some point i watched uh so it made you ill <laughs> i think you might have a personal injury case <laughs> I watched, um, they did a whole bunch of things live streaming. Mm, Actually, right. I think it was the thing they were promoting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like when Schraub and Harmon were on there yeah. showing found footage and right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I watched that from my, my bed on a computer. Mm-hmm. Like they did the Ustream or live stream or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, That's not going to go anywhere, that live streaming stuff. <laughs> I'm going to predict right now. I just want to be horribly wrong about something. Yeah, yeah. Rich Juzwiak, four four, nice guy and funny, 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 funny. Yeah, has left TVGuide.com since we had him on the show. Yeah, I like uh, to think we moved, we helped him move his career along. <laughs> I think we've cost him jobs. Did we cost him jobs? <laughs> no, let's let's put a positive spin on this. He's gone on to bigger and better things. He uh, he's once again resolved not to blog about Top Model because he was so disappointed in the finale. Do you know about that? Uh, no. Can we spoil that real quick here? Please spoil it. Uh, so halfway through the show, uh, or they come back to for the Does second, it involve murder? <laughs> possibly. So in the finale, it's down to my favorite, Allison, with the big eyes. Oh, so this is, oh yeah, this is the, uh, All this Star. is All-Stars. Right. No, we watched like one episode of that, and yeah. we were done with it. Yeah. So it's down to, it's down to googly eyes. Uh, there was her, uh, the girl who was on Celebrity Rehab, Lisa. Oh, sure. And then Rich's favorite, Anjali. Yeah, which one is her? The girl from Buffalo. I worked in a bank. Oh, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was down to those three. So they come back for the second half of the show, and they're, they've been in uh, Greece this whole time. Suddenly they're back in Greece. Los- oh, Greece, Greece, the country. The country, not Greece, the musical. The country. <laughs> not the musical or the substance. Right. Okay. I'm like, I have no idea. They've done some weird <laughs> photo shoots. Maybe this was all about Greece. Yeah. Like the Greece, the substance. No. So suddenly they're back in L.A. Dun, dun, dun. And... They've reshot the finale because Angelie's been disqualified, and so they're just cutting a bunch of stuff out. And they're like, "Well, now we're back in L.A., and it's just down to Allison and Lisa, and we wish Angelie the best." Okay, she's covered in grease, is why. <laughs> Maybe she was killed by all those protesters. They're protesting Greek debt, Possibly. public debt. She got mixed in the middle of it, and. Yeah. The, the, uh, maybe the, it was some kind of maybe it was some kind of uh, wicker man thing where they <laughs> sacrificed her. Oh no. 
I was saying, oh no, actually, to a computer problem. I, I figured, but I was like, you're just like, you seem, you seem so sad. So what? Really concerned about oh my god, <laughs> that might have actually happened. No. Has anyone heard from her? <laughs> actually, I have. She's like, thanks everybody for your support, but she's still not spilling what happened. Because she probably has an NDA. The conspiracy theory is that um, she won and revealed the finale on her Facebook before the show aired, and so they... But someone would have a screenshot of that. Exactly. Nobody's coughed that up. Yeah, boo. So this is all to say that uh, it's fun to watch that as covered by Rich. And right, right, right. Still, he... I mean, and Top Model's not the only thing he blocks. It's gotta obviously. be. It's, you know what? He it, blocks it, a bunch it, of stuff. Pop at, culture stuff. At this point, at this point, if those, what I will call bottom-of-the-barrel reality shows are not filtered through someone whose comic sensibilities I enjoy. A. Paul F. Tompkins doing coverage of American Idol, Rich Jezwiak doing Top Model. Mm-hmm. I, I can't watch them. I just can't watch yeah. them. I'm done with them. Yeah. Thumbs down. 100%. But Rich, well, wish him well. Rich Jews on Twitter. R-I-C-H-J-U-Z. Not yeah. J-E-W-S. Uh, <laughs> totally. You'll get a totally <laughs> different Twitter feed if you do Rich Jews with yes. <laughs> Uh, Dirk and Steve mm-hmm. were on. Yep. They did um, t- to talk about their murder investigati- investigation unit, La Cunada Flint Ranch <laughs> right, right. series for Atomic Wedgie. Yep. Uh, good dudes. They are great dudes. Yeah. I, I, I know I've known them for a little bit before. Uh, well, Dirk and I were in a writer's group actually together. And uh, Steve's a. I didn't know Steve in Phoenix. We, as we revealed on the show, I was going to say, listen friends. to the show. Listen to the show. Yeah, uh, good guys, and you can learn a little bit about the difficulties of putting together that kind of stuff, web series kind of stuff, uh, from their episode. And then Gene also had a friend on, Patrick Roddy. Yep, um, he's uh, doing great stuff with the Comedy Lightbox, and um, he's a great guy, and I see him around town at shows. Um, I, I think everybody who likes comedy should buy something from him, because yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Absolutely. Also, hey, you know what, um, uh, Luzelle Estepona has a book out. Yeah, comedy folks. Yeah, I, um, I, I unfortunately could not make it out to the. Uh, there was a like an exhibition in Culver City of some of the work. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, but it, but we, we I don't go Lizelle. anywhere, or do anything. I, I literally have only spent like the time you heard Lizelle on the show is the only time I've spent with her in person. Really? And um, I guess I didn't realize that. But she made an impression on me. Like I like her a lot. Right. She's a cool gal. Right, right. She made um, an impression of you too. <laughs> in Clay? Yes. Did she make a Clay, clay of the day? A lot of murder there in Clay of the day. Yeah, and her partner JP is a, a friend of ours. Uh, beyond just the um, the show too, like I did chat chat with JP when I can uh, yeah. over the the internet. And over the internets, been very supportive of Shaky Town. Yeah, and uh, and of my of uh, my life as a horse as well. Actually, <laughs> he sent me a nice note about that. Nice. So because uh, he too has been a, a yeah. Everybody, uh, I, I need to I need to find that uh, link to yeah. also we need because we need to include it. Yeah. Because it, seriously, anyone who's a fan of comedy. Um, especially the what we'll call the alt scene in LA. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, the book. Her photography really is awesome. Ought, yeah, really ought to. I mean, she's the she's the house photographer, the staff photographer for the Paul F. Tompkins show at Largo mm-hmm. Coronet. Um, you'll see her pictures posted on Flickr uh, um, from those shows. Um, you know, she's basically been shooting comedy shows for five or six years now. Yeah, and, and is really good at it. So. I'm going to skip ahead to somebody who's not actually on the list because I, I neglected to write their names down, but uh, Marie Collette and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Mary Kobayashi mm-hmm. uh, from our Halloween episode. Yep. Because, um, yeah, they were, they were great. They were a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, if that uh, podcast of theirs comes out at some point. Now I just enjoy watching them trash each other on Twitter. Uh, that's always fun. 
Um, and I don't know if we talked about on the podcast the fact that, oh yeah, she had, had she won that day, Marie? Had she won the KFC thing that day? She was in the contest. I don't know if we ever I, announced that she won I, and I, I, gets I, free bacon bowls. Are you free? <laughs> I don't think she did. I think we would have heard about it. No, no, she won. I'm oh, did she win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. I, I'm learning this for the first time. Yes. I'm, I'm astounded. She yeah. is rich in and she'll bacon be bowls. Enormous. <laughs> Do they limit that, or can you just walk in and get like eight? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, no, I, I know. I shoot. Yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have given her crap a about that. KFC celebrity. She is. <laughs> oh. And, and Mary Kobayashi is uh, is is hot on the Twitter. She's she's throwing out them bon mots. Witty bomo. Yeah. Bomo. They they were they they were a lot of fun. Oh, so the book so Lizelle Estefano's book is called uh, Lizelle Was Here: Adventures in Comedy Photography. It's available on Blurb. Blurb. There you go. It's pricey, but worth it. Yeah, worth we'll, every penny. We'll, we'll, we'll have a link. for sure try to grab her to. Yeah, 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 podcast, yeah, if she'll yeah, consent yeah. to doing such a thing. Yes, she's she can she can show pictures of her comedy uh, <laughs> photographs on our podcast. Yes, because this is the medium that photography was invented for. Absolutely, that's not right. Um, Calico, but a bit back. <laughs> Calico Cooper. Yep. Yeah, we love Calico. She was a lot of fun. Um, somebody I went to school with, and you get to hear those stories on her episode. Um, Whether you like it or not. Yeah. You have to track down her movies. She's been in a couple. Mm-hmm, Dakota mm-hmm. Sky and uh, The Vampire. Is it just called Suck? Yeah, Suck, which is about the vampire bar band. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was actually just reading an interview with her dad on a AV Club where they kind of go back and look at a artist's discography mm-hmm. and talk about the songs. And it was really interesting. Some good stories about him and Frank Zappa. Did you come up at all? What's that? Did you come up at all? We didn't talk about you. No, no. I've never actually met Mr. Cooper. Yeah? I've never hung with Mr. Cooper. (laughs) Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah, never have. Um, But yeah, he's he's invited on the show whenever he wants. Oh, I think he is. But only if he brings the lab up back. (laughs) I think he has a a standing invite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Emmett Casey, my -hmm. my good friend and Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, director... Uh, mm-hmm. Well of the Beast, and he just finished part one of Mirror and Missile. Oh yeah, yeah. So how's it going? Uh, from what I understand, great. I know he was desperately looking for a canoe at some point <laughs> to finish production. I need a canoe for this last shot. You know all these Hollywood types and their canoes. Yeah. Um. There's there's some talks. There's some rumors about me appearing in part two. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. With a canoe or without? Uh, no, but definitely with some costuming and some interesting things about my character. Canoe free. <laughs> Hopefully. Tell them you're not going to work with canoes, man. <laughs> Never work with children or canoes. Never. That's what they say. Never. Um, and his name keeps popping up on stuff. Uh, he he worked on uh, Jane Espenson's Husbands, the web series. Husbands is about two dudes. Gay dudes who are husbands. <laughs> I'm like, she worked on Jane Espenson's Husbands? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're actually a few... Uh, husbands plural, not husbands possessive. <laughs> could be both. But I'm saying Jane. No, there's Maybe a difference a between Jane Spencer's husband. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like Jane I had to go borrow Jane Spencer's husband's canoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a web series right there. Right. Um, Let's start writing it. We always like to plug people who've been on the show and their projects. And by and plug, we mean shoot and yes, murder. Absolutely. 
uh, Ben Blacker hosts the Nerdist Writing Panel, yep. and there's a whole episode where he uh, talks about Shakytown Radio and how it was awesome. I wish. No, but he does talk about. Do the you hunt. wish? I would be weird. He talks. I mean, about it is kind of awesome, <laughs> but it'd be kind of weird. He talks about uh, husbands' web series. He has like the casting crew. His husband's web series. I thought he was married to a girl. <laughs> I thought he was married to Ben Acker. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying Ben's a girl. <laughs> Acker's a girl. He's okay. a big girl. He's a big girl's blouse. <laughs> okay. I hope you're listening to this, Ben Acker. Uh, if you're not, I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> Ogre Mage. They were on yep. the show. Well, at least two, she, of them, two, two of them. Two of the 7,000 members of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Chantel, who was really sweet. Yeah. She was here first that day, and we were hanging right, out. Right, right. Because Zach was probably stoned again. <laughs> um, Zach, Zach, Zach. Zach was cool. Zach uh, liked his music. I like. I like what I uh, dig. What I heard. Yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They're fun yeah. and they're fun and uh, everybody involved. Uh, uh, they're another. They're another group of folks that everyone. If you if you like any sort of rock and roll music and you like any sort of fantasy stuff, you're gonna love Ogre Mage. If you don't, you'll probably love them anyway because yeah. they're they're good and they're fun. Yeah. Everyone involved in that project is is a bunch of nice folks. Absolutely. Amber, and they deserve. You, you should spend five ten bucks on their stuff. Do it. That's what I'm saying. Amber Kenny. Amber Kenny. Was on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a lot of fun as well. She talked a lot about uh, her past as a communist. <laughs> mm-hmm. A communista. Yeah. A communard, I think, is yeah. really the, the word you would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a fun that was a fun show. Yeah, and you should listen to her show, Long Shot Podcast, mm-hmm. with uh, Jean's good friend, Sean Conroy. <laughs> My great friend. <laughs> Not a good friend. A, an acquaintance friendly friendly we're definitely on friendly yeah. we're on speaking terms I don't know I haven't talked to him since the podcast came out <laughs> no he did give me the best compliment anyone's ever given me at an open mic and that is that is noteworthy he's also a great uh, you know uh, writing teacher and, and uh, sure UCB alum and he's a regular on the new um, Earwolf podcast Improv for Humans hosted by Matt Besser which is oh. basically just an as kind of like an as cat kind of thing. Yeah, and not yeah. as cat, not that name, but not as cat. <laughs> it's you know Besser and whoever he has on the show that sure. day, which is usually Conroy. And they <laughs> they do improv. Yeah, it's good. Uh, intern Caroline, uh, speaking of Earwolf, mm-hmm. who um, I, I definitely like Caroline a lot. Um, we we were internet friends before uh we met here in the studio or for internet yes <laughs> that doesn't know and I, just, I, I take that i take that back <laughs> caroline she's somebody who like i'm rooting for actively like in her career yeah exploits her past. i don't think there's anyone that's been on the show that i am wishing <laughs> they break actually break a limb yeah and die yeah like fall down a well <laughs> and call cry for help and no one no one responds but, I don't think that's but true. But since her appearance, she's uh, she's uh, gone on to... Uh, she's lost her job, just like... No, 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 no. She, gave, got she moved job. away. No, I know, I know. She's working on a writing staff for a television sweet. program to Very be sweet. announced. TBA? Oh, the, I love that show. It shows up on my TV <laughs> all the time. So, uh, yeah. I wanna, you know what I, who I want to work for? Paid programming. Paid programming. Man, they've got like hours and hours of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a David Cross project called Paid Programming. That really? That aired for... It was like an adult swim thing. And uh, oh, I did not know it was that. the last show of the night on Adult Swim, and it was a 15 minute thing called paid programming, just so people would have to like really hunt for it. And that doesn't, you know, <laughs> I think we've, I think that, I assume that he had say on that. 
<laughs> that that might underline why David Cross is not a mega celebrity. <laughs> That's a great idea in theory. Yeah. Really? I did not know. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> Holy crap. It is for real. I believe you. I know. It's mm. not, I'm not in disbelief that it exists. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's probably not the best thing to name your show. As You know what that is? That's when you're smoking dope in a college dorm. Dude, we should totally have a show called Paid Programming. I, you know, I, I actually never smoked pot in my life. I just actually... So, yeah. yeah. Eli Braden, who was our last uh, official guest of the 2011 year. Yep. And I, way to go out on a high note. Yeah. That was a fun episode as well. Yeah, it was a great, great episode. And I got to get drunk again. You did get drunk. Oh, so embarrassed. I can't go anywhere with you. I can't go into your own home and record a podcast. Oh. Um, yeah, another guy. You know, well, you know, we're wrapping the year up. Let's 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 yeah. call it. I think uh, Eli Braden's our best guest. <laughs> no, he's. I, I I I've said it before, and I say it again. It's every guest we have on the show is every show is the best show. And I think that's an indication for me. I don't know about people listening. I'm assuming people are listening. That might not be a safe assumption. But, um, you know, I, I, it's just as fun now as I, I actually missed uh, being as sick as I was. I was saddened by the fact that we couldn't get together and do something. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like it, it was hard to do. Mm-hmm. It was hard to miss a show. Yeah. It was hard to miss a show, even if it's just us bullshitting. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, we did, you know, we conceived the show two years ago uh, this month. Right. Gene and I and, and MJ often actually all sitting around a table mm-hmm. talking about what we were going to do. Yeah. Um, MJ, of course, is busy with all sorts of stuff now. She's doing actually really awesome right, right. projects. Um, so Shaky Town, Gene George and Bray Foster Hubbard. Uh, we are entering, I'm going to say we're entering our third year. Uh, considering we did shows all through 2010 and 2011. Well, how many shows? We had 80 shows up? Something like that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm alright with that. Yeah. I'm, I, that's respectable. We're entering... Screw those podcasts that can't, can't hang. You know? <laughs> no, really, literally. Like, knock them down and, and have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then murder them. Um, I think we're going to murder a lot more people next year well if and we don't murder, then the uh, I mean bring laughter to their ears if we don't the, the Mayan end of the world will will 2012 we yeah, have pretty much uh, that's true actually this show is coming out on uh, December 12, 2011 so one year from today will be the end times that you've all been waiting for so we're gonna make the best of them we're going to have some great guests on in 2012 we're gonna make the breast of them because everyone likes boobs and uh, pretty much, if you know, if if we survive it, then I don't know what it'll do. But but we're gonna if if we do go down with the apocalypse, we're gonna go down kicking and screaming. And- I think I, I I honestly think that's true. If there is any sort of actual apocalypse, I think I'm going to be kicking and screaming. <laughs> so what are you and going- probably writhing in agony. <laughs> so um, as always, you can. Listen to old episodes on our uh, iTunes feed. You should listen to old yeah. episodes. Or if you don't like iTunes because you're some sort of Weird crank, um, you can go to uh, shakytown.com and find all the links. If you're Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> Shakytownradio.com. Right. Um, and where else can they find us in the social media? Gene George. Uh, Twitter. 
at Shaky Town Radio, uh, Brody at Brody Foster, or Brody Hubbard, mm-hmm. uh, all one word at Gene George. That's pretty much where. And 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 again, I will say, um, all the people we had on the show, uh, you know, check them out, check their episodes out. There's some people you know, some people who are quote unquote famous people, but a lot of people, um, you know, you may not know. Um, uh, oh, oh, hey, you know who we need to talk about and we need to have on the show? We need to have Joe Wilson on the show again. Yeah, absolutely. Vampire Mobs uh, wrapped up season two, and, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a great show. And um, uh, he's a great guy. And I think, you know, for this for this holiday, I would ask people to, you know, if they enjoyed people that we've had on the show, um, give us feedback. One, A, yes, do that. Two, Buy a CD, you know, buy a CD from them, buy, you know, whether they're a musician, support them however you'd like. That's that's a great Christmas gift. Everyone who we've had on the show does really good work. You know, we've had musicians on the show, we've had filmmakers on the show, we've had comedians on the show, and it's pretty much, you know, give them money because they're awesome. Yeah. And what are your what are what are your other thoughts going into the new year? Your your hopes and plans. Obviously, uh the arrival of uh, yeah. Yeah. The George son. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my boy child will be here in February. Um that's mostly what I'm, it's on my mind. Yeah. You know, it's just getting ready for that. So um I, you know, honestly I, I, I've been so busy. I've been so brutally busy. And those of you who follow me on Twitter know that my Twitter stream has dropped off like an old man with a prostate condition's urine. I mean, it's just brutal. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe next year I'm, I doubt it, but I'm hoping maybe next year I'm going to have a little more time to myself, but, um, do we want to talk about our, our grandiose plans for next year? I think we should, uh, do that off the air and surprise people. Okay. But we have grandiose plans for next year. Can uh, we say that? Can we tease it? Yeah. I mean, there's the six hour mini series. Can I just make Amy. a big belch right now? There's, <laughs> there, no, Gene, we don't want that on the show. No, we do. <laughs> um, Ken Burns, Shaky Town. The 20, 127 hours that will be airing on PBS, PBS, PBS there, stations. There's the. Uh, I look forward to Morgan Freeman reading. Uh, Morgan Freeman, can I belch yeah. on the air? Blood. There's the the four disc rock opera, Shaky mm-hmm. right. rock opera will be coming out. Shaky Town exclamation point. There's the um, astroturfed uh, political movement. Mm-hmm. Where, Sh- shaky Townies. Yeah. We're gonna have Shaky Town halls. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know, I want my country back. You know, all that kind of stuff. To look I want your to. country back. That's our. That's our. Yeah, motto. I want your country back. Right. Um, the clothing line. Uh, I don't want to call it a clothing line. I want to call it a lifestyle brand. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, exclusive to. It's like for it's like Ed Hardy, but for people you don't want to murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can only find it in out of the closet in L.A. And it's because it's clothes that we, you know, donated to yeah, out of the closet. Yeah, pretty much. Um. We'll have uh, our own um, game that you can download for iPad. And, it's uh, called Angry Birds. Yep. It's called Angry Birds. Um, it's exactly... It's it's a lot... It's a lot like. I won't say exactly. Okay. It's an homage. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, and it, you'll, you'll feel like you're playing the real thing. Yeah. Um, but rest assured, it's really shaky towns. Yes. <laughs> yes. When people try and tell you different. Punch yeah, no. Punch them in the face. Yeah. There's really hard. the uh, leather bound. I should say pleather bound. Bound. There's the pleather bound twenty. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let that one go. Six volume. I'm feeling generous. Uh, encyclopedia door to door. Great. That that will be sold. Uh, there's the energy drink. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's called just a shaky drink. I think it's called Shaky Town Shake. Yeah, Shaky Town Shake. Yeah, the marketing department right. still finalizing that. Yeah. Um, They're a bunch of a-holes, those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to fire them. I oh, so. should we say that? Mm, yeah, because they don't listen. Yeah. So they won't know. Too busy on their Bluetooth. Yeah. Their blue teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the uh, Neil Gaiman uh, graphic novel. Yeah, we're doing a graphic novel about Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how he's influenced Shaky Town. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's really short because I can't think of any ways at all he's influenced the show. I mean, he's a good good writer. I'm not <laughs> saying he's not a good writer. It's mostly just uh, imagining his home life with Amanda Palmer from uh, Dresden Dolls. Right. They make eggs, I think. Yeah. Think and, maybe. And she's in the clown mime My makeup. Di- I thought that was her skin. Yeah. <laughs> While, while she makes the eggs. I thought she had to put, like, like the Joker. <laughs> she had to, like, put on, like, flesh-colored, flesh-toned cover-up to not look like that. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> our, our, uh, our tour with Neutral Milk Hotel. Yep. The, the, the reunited Neutral Milk Hotel tour. Well, you know, it's it's actually it's actually not, they're not gonna they can't call themselves Neutral Milk Hotel. They they have, legally they have to call themselves Neutral Milk Hotel. Ah, yeah, yeah. Cause the revival because it's, it's yeah it's a reboot. Yeah, legal reasons. Yeah, same 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 guys. I just uh, I just uh, hope that uh, they can still sing uh, Bad Moon Rising. I really do. No, they can't. It's actually they had to change the lyrics to Bad Min, Minton Rising. Oh, okay. But it's the same, you know, you'll, you'll understand. Shuttlecock. You'll understand. I just hope people listened through the entire episode to get to this, because this is the best part. Henry Rollins will be interviewing Hank? us. Hank? At, uh, actually, no, that's a real thing I'm going to do. Uh, oh. Henry Rollins is going to interview Dinosaur Jr. Uh, they're going to perform the Bug album in its entirety, and then Rollins interviews them. So I'm actually going to. Something like is his first question going to be, what the fuck was up with that? <laughs> Why'd you play the whole album? <laughs> Um, I hope he's angry. You think he's going to be angry? You think he's going to be miffed? <laughs> he, I think that man is no happier than when he's talking about other people's music and records and things like sure. that. I think that's what he lives for. Yeah, no, I think no happier. <laughs> there's just, yeah, there's no pleasing the man, is what I'm saying. He's also involved with like Jeff Garland's thing, but maybe just as a guest. Jeff Garland has a talk show at Largo or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the Shaky Town Cruise. Right. There's the Shaky Town Radio Hour cruise. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, I'm not actually can't go. I'm going to hire a Gene impersonator, a Morgan Freeman actually. From yeah, he's been working on my you know because of all of the stuff with the, the Ken Burns. Right, right. So right. I think people will be all right with that. See, um, yeah, I think they'll be fine. All you can eat buffet and uh, the chocolate fountain. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think the Golden Corral thing, the chocolate fountain of the Golden Corral. It's really kind of killed it for other chocolate fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are kind of done with it. <laughs> um, Speaking of buffet eating, so when I was in San Jose, we went to um, Fresh Choice, which is kind of like a sweet tomatoes kind of thing. Um, you know, buffet. Sure. So my wife left her phone in the car and, you know, just trying to be safe. And, you know, don't want like some ne'er-do-well to see a phone in your car and break in and steal it. Sure. So I agree to go get her phone for her. And uh, go out the exit, come back, big line to get back into the restaurant. I just want to go and exit. This family's leaving. So I just kind of tap on the glass like, hey, can you, you, know, you guys let me in? You know, because they're on the way out. 
So this kid is reaching to push for the door, open it so I can go sure. back in, join back my wife. His mom grabs him, snatches him away. No, that's a stranger. We don't talk to strangers. So I knock on the window again and I, I flip make the, flip eye contact. Off. Eye contact. And I'm like, hey, can you let me in? She's like, I don't know you. I'm like, I know. I'm getting, I was getting my wife's phone. Can you let me back yeah, in, you, please? You, you, made, you made a mistake in engaging. <laughs> and uh, so she walked back to her table. All these people in the restaurant just keep walking by giving me a weird look going back to their table finally the gentleman who'd been at our table all night like taking the employee you know like taking right sure plate or whatever you know make sure we're doing good lets me in i'm like thanks you know so much so i walk by and i, I go to the i go i couldn't restrain myself i went to the you ladies table restrain yourself. walked to the ladies table held up her phone and said i was getting my wife's phone and she's like we don't know you you're a stranger eat my balls that's what i would have said so, screw everybody at the San Jose. Well, that specific person. Freaking fresh choice. Not the employees. They were lovely. No, and lovely food. Vegan. They're willing to let strange people in to possibly <laughs> murder people's children. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, that was an odd happening. That is an odd happening. Yeah, I don't get it. That would have made me angry. I probably would have just walked in the big line. <laughs> I probably would have just shoved past a bunch of people. And been done with it. Yeah. Um, so lots of plans for the Shaky Town brand. Yes, I think we're. I think 2012. we're. I think we're not spreading ourselves too thin. No. I think we're not saturating the market. No. No, that would never happen. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, I hope you and your family have a happy holidays, God, Gene me George, too. and all me you too. out there in Shaky Town Land, Podcastville. Podcastville. Podcast acres. I call it podcast acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you and yours too. I mean, it's uh, you know, keep uh, keep getting work. Thanks. <laughs> keep not being unemployed. Good plan. I think that's what you should do. Yeah, that's my big plan out. for 2012. It kind of has to be. Not being un- unemployed. Apocalypse. Yeah, it's kind of bookends. Yeah. Well, um, I, I I have no idea who we're gonna have on the next year. Next, next, <clears throat> I have no idea what we're gonna have on the next show, frankly. Yeah, it's I, a big whirlwind. I do know what song we're gonna wrap the show up with. It's gonna be uh, Mishka Shubali's I Wouldn't Do That to You from uh, his album Thanks for Letting Me Crash. There's some holiday talk in the song, so that'll make sense. Also, go check out his Kindle singles, um, Shipwrecked and The Longest Run. They're really good and they're like just a couple bucks. Uh, it's really good read. Mishka's a as wonderful a writer as he is a musician and he has a very interesting story well the first one's about a shipwreck Mm -hmm. so there you go and then the second one is about um him coming out of uh kind of too much drinking and drug addiction and stuff and and replacing that in his life with uh like running not not just like with him running around the block like serious like all day marathon running and uh like i've known the dude for years and i found out stuff in that story that i didn't know about him wow yeah it was really good it was really compelling writing so if you like that sort of thing yeah you know so who doesn't so we'll put that song on at the end and uh have a great holiday everybody yes we'll we'll see you in the next year so until next 2012 year i'm brody foster hubbard i am gene george happy holidays everybody mother's house is like a tomb I've got nothing left to grieve I hate it here